Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to The Phil Fabulous Show. That's it. We are live. Great. Excellent. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Feel Fabulous. And today I'm accompanied by Mark Wright. I'm really actually pleased. I'm excited um, to hear what he has to say later because this guy is successful and he's only young. Um, Mark, welcome. Firstly, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to getting here. I know we had to reschedule a couple of times, so finally glad to be here in real life. Thank you. Well, what's meant to be is meant to be. Thank you. So just a little bit about Mark, and I'm sure you'll add on to this, but Mark Wright was the winner, or is the winner, was the winner in 2014 of The Apprentice. So you were working alongside Alan Sugar. In the first year, you guys traded... 1.7 million is that correct that's correct yeah so i'm still with lord sugar today uh he's still 50 percent oh. shareholder of of my company climb online uh, i won the apprentice in 2014 he's been my business partner and mentor now coming up for seven years um and i told him in the boardroom in the apprentice i was going to turn over a million pounds in the first year and he laughed at me and told me i was a boy with pipe dreams and then in our first year we came in at 1.7 million so um I think it's shocked both of us how well the company's done from day one still through to today. It's not without hard work and ups and downs like every business, but um, it's been an incredible life-changing experience. You know, the money from the show, the profile from the show and having Lord Sugar as a business partner, it has been a life-changing experience to say the least. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. We've just gone ahead and answered some other questions that I had in that, but that's great. That's fine. Um, so you, one of my questions was going to be, are you still working there? But firstly, let's just go back a little bit here. So what made you actually apply for The Apprentice? Well, I came over here to the UK, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Australia. And um, I came over here as a backpacker in 2012. And I was backpacking around and I always had a passion for business. I mean, some people love dogs, some people love cooking, some people love exercise. My love in life is business. And I always wanted to run my own business. I always wanted to be my own boss. Um, but you need a bit of money to start a business. And when I got to the UK in 2012, I had 170 pounds and I was living in a hostel. I was essentially homeless um, as a backpacker. I walked wow. up and down High Street, got a job as a door-to-door cold salesman, and, and I worked my way up a very big organisation, but they had very poor ethics. And the way they treated their um, their customers and their staff, I hated. So I put together my own business plan and I took it to some banks for some financing. But because I'm from Australia, they wouldn't open an account for me, let alone give me the loan I needed to start my business. So that's yeah. what led the apprentice. I needed the money, but I couldn't get it from traditional methods. So um, here we are on The Apprentice, 75,000 people tried out in my year for the show. Um, 75,000? So yeah, it was over 75,000. Um, wow. 
So it was, it was a lot of people and uh, it was a really tough six, seven months, the whole process from when you put the application in, do the tryouts, go on the show uh, to when I won. But it really did change my life. Oh, I see. That's amazing. That's, that's just really lovely to hear. So I don't know how much you can tell us, but what is it really like to work alongside Lord? Uh, Alan, sir, well, Lord Alan Sugar, sorry. Yes. Did you have any heated moments? Well, gosh, as I always say, winning the apprentice is the easy bit, and being in business with Lord <laughs> Sugar is the hard bit. Um, with people like Claude Littner that are on the show, they're really tough on the show and they're really lovely in real life. Lord Sugar yeah. is really tough on the show, and he's 10 times as tough in real life. Um, oh, really? He's a scary, scary dude. <laughs> and um, he's a tough man. You don't come from living in a council estate in Hackney to being a multi-billionaire by doing things the easy way. You've got to be a tough, hardworking um, so-and-so, and he really is. Um, what I've learned from him is what it takes to make money, what it takes to be successful. And it is hard, hard work, long hours, consistency in your work ethic, having my mindset, having goals. I mean, when I heard him speak about goals, um, it kind of blew me away because you hear people on Instagram talk about goals, but you don't know if they're successful. When I hear Lord Sugar yeah. talk about goals and goal setting and this sort of stuff, when he's a multi-billionaire, it really hits home how important it is um, those sorts of things. So I've learned lots of little things every single day from just working alongside him that I've picked up on in sort of great habits um, from a billionaire. Amazing. That is absolutely amazing. So, I mean, the next question is, are you happy? I, of course, you must be happy with your decisions. I mean, it's just really gone. It's just, it's it's been a blessing, surely. Are you, are you happy the way it's all panned out? If, are there any things that you could change? If you could change, would you have? That's a really interesting question. Um, what's been tough is being on the other side of the world from my friends and family for so long. Um, you know, I told my parents that I was going to go for a few months to the UK. It's now been 10 years. Um, oh, wow. The sacrifice that I've given from my life for my businesses is, is my life. You know, I'm, I've not seen my friends or family two, three, four years at a time Every, you know, it's it's a it's a big sacrifice to make, um, but I don't I don't regret it. I've been given an amazing opportunity that most people would trade places with me right now if I if 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 they had the same chance. And um, yeah. the, the the thing that often doesn't get talked about is the profile from the show being quote unquote famous for the first time. Sounds great, but there's a lot of challenges to that as well. People attacking your business, your reputation, who don't even know about you. So you need to keep your feet on the ground. You need to have good moral and ethics and just stick with your inner circle of people because fame is really a mask that can rot your face if you're not careful. And um, that was challenging, but it was, it was great uh, as well for the business. Yeah, you know, I never really thought of that side. Of course, as a business owner, you've got people out there who are just, you know, going to, you've got competitors and you've got haters and you've got love, you know, your fans. But being having, being, having the profile you had, you had to actually face both sides of being, um, you know, a public, um, pro, you know, in the public eye, but as well as a businessman entrepreneur. So you've probably had to face an awful lot more 
So I just didn't think of that side. That's that's really interesting. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about mindset, but we'll go on to that later because I actually still want to talk a little bit about Alan Sugar. Now, he, that, I mean, to have, he's basically been a mentor for you for how many, so that's quite, that's what, six years? Seven years coming up to seven, seven years. Coming up to seven years. So, I mean, that, to have a mentor um, like, like him, that's insane. Have you, I'm really for mentors and I always say, and it took me a very long time to realize in life that, like, you know what, it's okay to have, get help and ask for help. Um, you've obviously, um, you know, been on the show. So that was fantastic. And that's, just basically open to opportunities. But have you ever had any other mentors? And what's your view on this? Of course. Uh, I think one of the fundamental reasons a lot of business owners fail, entrepreneurs fail, is they try to do too much on their own. They don't have a mentor or a coach. They don't have a board or support. And they're too scared to ask for help or employ people to give them assistance. They've got the mentality that no one can do it as good as I can. And they take on too much and they fail. The truth of running a business is it's really tough. It's really hard. And by having a coach or a mentor that's been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt, they can show you quick ways to get through challenges. They can also calm you down when the stress gets overwhelming. But also it's just nice. You know, they say a problem shared is a problem halved. Well, that's the mm -hmm. same in, in business with a mentor. And by having a good board around you, by having good mentors and a good team of employees, the problems get not only halved, but, you know, quartered and then more some. And, and that's really what I find it's all about is just someone to share your thoughts with, your challenges with, your plans with. And I don't understand how people choose to do it on their own because you don't need to. There's nothing tough about doing it all on your own. It's better to go further with a team, I find. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it took me a long while to get there, but the circumstances are different. And I just thought, no, no, I was like a little lioness with my two sons and I can do this all on my own. And when I opened up, the minute I opened up, things turned around twice fold. Everything just started escalating. Um, so that's one of my missions um, anyway with Feel Fabulous is really to help other people feel fabulous, achieve their goals, you know, and just whatever they aspire, they, you know, they dream of, uh, let's try and help them get them there. So, so we talked about um, your mentors. So what have you been, let's just talk a little bit more about your business so we can understand your business. So what, what type of business is it? What do you do? What services do you offer? Well, I own five companies now. What Winning the Apprentice has enabled me to do is given me the wealth financially and the uh, credibility to invest in other business owners, which mm -hmm. I really enjoy helping others. And, and I've been lucky to not only be mentored by people like Lord Sugar and Grant Cardone and many others, I wow. feel the ability to pass that on to other entrepreneurs and I've got a bit of money now. So I've been able to invest in other startup companies, which I'm really passionate about. But my main company is called Climb Online. We're a digital marketing agency uh, based in London. Uh, we do everything from web design, social media, SEO, PPC, email marketing, conversion rate optimization. There's basically nothing digitally we don't do. And um, right. I love that business because I, I love the marketing and I, uh, it was my first job. So there's a passion there inside me for, for that industry. But I also own a property company, a PR company, a shampoo company. Uh, there's a lot going oh, wow. on. But it's the digital marketing which really um, gets my tail wagging. Excellent. Shampoo company. 
Oh, don't ask. Oh, it's saying, you know, this is this is the thing. So I have an investment company called Right Bush Capital where we invest in startup um, businesses that need capital. And we have right. lots of people apply. And to be honest, 90% of the businesses that apply aren't very good because they're not thought out. They've got no proof of concept, whatever. But I learned a really fundamental lesson about investing in businesses, which is never invest in a business, invest in the person. And yeah. the man that runs the shampoo company is a star. He's very intelligent. He's a very nice lad. And um, he knows he, what he's doing. And I don't know anything about that sector, but all I knew is he was good. And I made a decision to invest in him, and it's been a great decision. Oh, that's amazing. That's really amazing. So you, you're investing in other businesses. Have you got anything in life for the future? What what does the future hold for you as an entrepreneur? Where What are you thinking? What you what you're Where are you heading? Well, for me right now, it's about getting as big as possible because I'm, I like to think I'm still young. I've still got a long road ahead of me. Um, so I'd like to You're take still my- still young. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's very kind of <laughs> um, I'm getting, uh, trying to take my businesses abroad to Australia and the US. I'd like to take one of my pub companies public. Um, but, but really right now, I'm just enjoying the sort of journey because I felt like, it's it's so easy to work every day and not realize how far you've come. And uh, yeah. I more recently started reflecting on how I actually got here. I just kind of woke up one day and I, the whole situation's changed. And I'm kind of really enjoying it right now. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I think I'm really good at what I'm doing. And it's just a bit of an enjoyable ride. So as long as it's this enjoyable, I'm going to keep doing it. And Listen, if you're having fun doing something, you're making a bit of money, it doesn't really matter. As long as you enjoy yeah. what you're doing and you're helping others, I, I think just enjoy that as long as it lasts, really. Yeah, absolutely. You, you are obviously very good at what you do because otherwise you wouldn't be turning that type of money around. So, yeah, no, that, I, think that, I think that's your conf- confirmation there. So I, I've heard you speak a few times and I'm, I'm very spiritual. I have morning rituals. I certainly believe in my da- daily rituals for peak performance. And you've touched on this. Now, being an entrepreneur, it's not easy. And you touched on this again earlier. You know, it's hard work. It's not easy. It's very rewarding, though. That's why we do it. And it's almost a bit of an addiction, I would say, as well. You love, well, I love business. I love everything. If there's an opportunity, I have to actually stop myself. Now, you would have had some days where there were, and we all still do, but how do you manage that when you're having a really, you know, you, you question what you're doing? Um, well, I don't question that, but perhaps entrepreneurs at the, you know, the starting of their journey, what advice could you give them, you know, how to manage those low days when they're absolutely, you know, they may have even come from corporate into, you know, and switched over to be an entrepreneur or businessman. What would you, or businesswoman, what would you, what would you advise them? How would they manage their, their, mindset well the first thing is to understand that it's okay to have a bad day Uh, you can't have a good day every day some every entrepreneur business person has great days good days bad days and some days in between and it's just knowing that not every day can be a bad day there will be good ones just as much as bad ones coming up in the future so everything passes nothing is constant so knowing it will pass Point one, knowing it's okay to have a bad day. Point two, having goals to reflect on why you're doing what you're doing is so important because if you're having a tough day or you're going through hell, you need to reflect on why you've put yourself in these situations and your goals will guide you through to the other side of that situation. And the other point 
is surrounding yourself with people as a support network. You, we all hear that, you know, you're a reflection of the five people you surround yourself with. And if yeah. you're surrounded by motivating, positive, good people, they can pretty much pull you out of any situation. Um, so I find that really helps me is just understanding good and bad days happen, having goals and having a right network around me has meant that when I first started my business, out of 10 days, nine were bad, one was good. I'm now in a position where nine are good, one is bad because I've changed and I've got a great system in the methodology. And, and you know, it's fine. It's, it's easy now, I'd say. Yeah, brilliant. That, it's all about managing that mindset, though, as well, isn't it? It's when you come up against something, how do you deal with it? What's your approach? How do you manage your emotions during that process as well? I think that's really important. So could you share with us how you manage your what you know, are there things you do? Do you have rituals? How do you how do you how does Mark nurture his soul? It's a very good question. Um, and something I'm constantly working on. I don't think anyone's nailed it. But when you reflect on things, really, nothing matters. None of the stuff that we're actually doing matters compared, you know, your family matters, um, you know, your health matters. Does your business really matter? It's here to enjoy. It's more of a hobby than it is that important. So when you take away the pressure of the stress of it, point one, the things I do for myself that I find really important is, is exercising and I meditate every day. I'm every wow. day. Um, and I, 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 sometimes I miss one. Okay, great. I, I'm not too hard on myself, but I try yeah. to meditate and take 10, 15 minutes for myself where it's just me doing absolutely nothing because we live in this world where you've got iWatches and iPhones and this buzzing and that buzzing, and you can go yeah. a whole day without any taking any time to, for yourself to focus on actually how you feel and how you're doing. And I think that inner reflection, whether that's prayer, meditation, whatever it might be, is really important to understand how you're feeling and what you actually want. A lot of people are going around in life doing what other people want, not doing what yeah. they want. And yeah. that reflection, that inner reflection is super important, super important. And um, I like to think it's being selfish that 15 minutes of being selfish is really important for everything for me. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm really happy you said that because it is so important. You know, sometimes I hear people say, oh, but I've got a really busy day. I haven't, I can't, I won't be able to do whatever it is. You know what? That is the day that you actually need to make that time to do that because you need to power up. You need your mind. You need to, you need that clarification. You need that focus and you need to just power yourself up for the day in order to just really make it the best you possibly can. So I, I absolutely love that you said that. That's amazing. So do you believe it? I mean, you meditate, so you must know that there's a connection with the universe and putting out our energy and receiving it. So do you believe in the law of attraction? So what you put out, you know, comes is heard or vibrates, you know, and synergizes with the universe? Of course. But I like to think it's a mold. It's not just as simple as believing and succeeding. Believing is a heavy part of uh, success and, and, and having a positive life is you must change that inner monologue, those thoughts that are running through your head to be positive, productive, and thinking about what you want and what you can create. But also it doesn't work without applying any effort. 
You know, I can't sit here and think, gosh, I can't wait till I'm a millionaire and then not do any work for the day. You've got to have everything in place around the positive thinking. Um, But I've always been someone who looks at the glass as half full. Um, I always can turn a negative situation into a positive one. But I think one of my strengths is just that I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if it's a good day, bad day, raining, sunny, making money, losing money, making 10 times more money. It's always that I'm comfortable in any situation. I just can be put in into any moment and just be one with the situation that I'm in. And that's mm-hmm. a really powerful thing is when you're okay with positives as well as negatives, there's nothing that can affect you. Wow. I mean, how does somebody so young, it sounds so grounded. I mean, you've mentioned, okay, so the main two things out of what you've said for manifesting um, your desires, dreams and goals is yes, uh, meditate them, um, you know, visualize them, be specific, be specific, but action. So if you don't take that action, it's very well, you know, we're not saying, okay, just go ahead and meditate and just put it out to the universe and it's all going to come and flow into my life. No, you're going to put it out there, then you're going to do that hard work. Then the universe will sink in with you and it works. But how on earth does somebody like you get to where you are? Have you, I mean, it's your family, spiritual, where does all this come from? Because that just doesn't come to somebody. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, if, if you were to meet my mentors and my coaches and my group, the thing you would notice is how old they are. My advisors, my board, my coaches and mentors are all above 60, 70, 80 years old, which seems a bit crazy, but I get the feeling that I'm learning from their experience and uh, taking their experience seriously. And if you can learn from someone as wise as 80, 90 years old that's been in business 50 years, and I can get that experience now, imagine what I can do with my with my time and as you say you can sit here and close your eyes and imagine having a six pack and big muscles but if you don't go down to that gym and lift the weights you're not going to get the muscles but what being positive and visualization does is brings the right situations and people into your life to enable that success now life will give you omens if you don't follow them nothing can help you okay my favorite book ever is The Alchemist by Pablo Coelho. And yeah. you know, it does show you signals, gives you what it calls in the book omens. If you don't follow them, well, that's your own fault. You can visualize and do all of that stuff, but you have to take the action off the back of it. And uh, for me, that's got me so far is, you know, I believe I wrote a post-it note saying I would win The Apprentice a long time before I won The Apprentice. And I used to sit there thinking about what it would, when I'd be out running, I would think about what it would be like being Lord Sugar's business partner, how it would feel being known and introduced on podcasts or wherever it was as the winner of The Apprentice. And I'd already believed I was the winner before I went on to the show. Um, and I think that really Fantastic. helped. Yeah, 100%. So you'd already put it out there. So the energy completely changes because you're not doubting it. And, and I can hear it in you anyway. So there was no doubting. And that's the other thing to this. So, yes, you've put it out there. Then it's having that 100% faith and belief in what you are saying, not doubting it. Then not doubting yourself and procrastinating. Yes, you can achieve it. And it's actually you can then visualize that it's all of yours. Then you're going to take the steps to achieving it, which is what you um, gloriously did on TV. So that's amazing. That's fantastic. 100%. Uh, 
Yeah, I've just, I've loved listening to that. I just think it's such, it's amazing for people to hear that, especially, um, you know, being so young and successful. And so you've just surrounded yourself basically wisdom and you are just sucking it all up. And, and that is, that is success, isn't it really? And that's, I just, yeah, that's, I think there's some good things ahead. Let's uh, have another podcast in a year's time, I say, <laughs> and, um, and revisit this. So an entrepreneur is going out, they're, they're going to build their, their empire. What advice would you give there? So this isn't about the lows. This is about the real positives now. So what should they be doing? What could you advise? I mean, that's a very broad question. But what would you say they need to start thinking about before they, start, before they actually go out there? To be the best entrepreneur or have the best business, you have to understand your sector or industry unbelievably well. If customers want to work with experts, the best. And I think the reason, I don't think I know, the reason a lot of entrepreneurs fail is they go into something too quickly and they haven't understood what their business is about, what they do. They're not the best at anything. They're just another business that's doing something the same or kind of worse than someone else in their industry. And People want to work with experts. If you come into your space and you can demonstrate you can do it bigger, better, cheaper, faster than what's out there, you will be really, really successful. And um, if I was any entrepreneur about to start my business, I would be relentlessly studying the space and getting as much experience in whatever industry I'm about to go into as quickly as possible, because that is the key to success in any business is, is understanding what you do. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. So we don't have a fire round, but I am going to ask you two random questions. So first one, so if there was one thing in the world that you could change right now, not including COVID, what would that be? In my own life or in others? In your own life, what would you like to see? What would Mark like to see in the world that was different? What I can't understand in the world, which I tell anyone who's listening, is I don't understand how there is still countries that have poverty and starvation. I know this sounds like a Miss World answer, which I'm not intending. <laughs> what I can't understand is how... We have a abundance in this country and in others of clean drinking water, unlimited food supply and wealth. And then you can fly two hours in a different direction and there's people who are dying of starvation and diarrhea every day because they have no clean water and no food. That is, I think, a huge stain on our society that we let that continue to happen. It's impossible. It should be impossible. It's 2021. We can pretty much, we can go to the moon, but can't get food to Africa, which is just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. It must be being done intentionally by someone or something because it's impossible that we, 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 we allow that to continue to happen. Well, it's very powerful and very, yeah, I completely agree with that. That's, um, well, this question now is going to go completely on the other side of the spectrum. So this is now going straight to luxury. So what is your favourite, where is your favourite destination for your absolute your me time? You know, what is your favourite destination in the world? Well, this is the complete other shoe. Um, so 
I love a beach holiday, just laying by water. There's something about water that drives me very to a relaxation mode, being by a beach, buying by a pool. My favorite destination I've ever been to, it's going to be sounding cheesy, but I love Las Vegas. There's like <laughs> so fun. I'm a bit of a gambler. I think that's why I'm a good businessman is because I take gambles. Um, take risks, yeah. Something about Las Vegas, which is very appealing to me, but I love the Greek islands, Greece, being near water, being around good food. The ideal holiday for me is like being in a sort of an island by water, eating lots, going on some walks, um, amazing. So uh, I'm look. That's what you know. The whole COVID situation. I've been very lucky. My businesses have done well. That I've been able to um, employ more people. I've been able to do more. But I have missed my holidays, and I didn't yeah. realize how much I loved them and how important they were to me until they were gone. They are really important because I always found that I looked so forward to my holiday. And it, it really did recharge me at so yeah. many different levels. And taking that away, you can say staying in your flat and all of this sort of stuff, but that's nothing like getting away and, and, and having a proper rest. I think it's so important. Yeah, I totally agree, actually. And I mean, it doesn't have to be abroad, but it can be just away even. But that was definitely one of my things before COVID was every four months, it just even like a long weekend, I would go abroad. That would be so I'd work solid, diaries packed, then I go away and it, that is me time recharge and I come back and I'm so fueled and focused and I'm like right okay we can you know this could do this 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 it's a great way to just come back and reflect and refresh and kind of look from the outside um, to see what needs to be done. I hope, yeah, listen, yeah. I really hope that it returns uh, it's looking good I, I didn't think I'd say that by now but it is looking promising what's on the horizon and you know I, I, I'm the same I've kind of used the last year to say right I'm just going to go psycho at work I'm just going to do <laughs> more properties than ever I've bought more businesses than ever but when the time comes for that holiday let me tell you I'll be I'll be there <laughs> you'll be gone oh good yeah. for you I think it sounds like you deserve it so we've come to the end. I've just thank you so much for sharing all your insights. So just one last question. This uh, podcast is called Feel Fabulous. What does feel fabulous mean to you? Feeling fabulous to me is about giving yourself permission to do and be whoever you want to be. Do whatever you want. I think we worry so much about the opinions of others and what others want for us and who we should be. If you want to... Eat, drink, smoke, meditate, pray, have Botox, uh, do yoga, do whatever you want to do to feel good within yourself because that is all that matters at the end of the day and that's what feeling fabulous is to me is being selfish about how I want to feel for me. Great, love it, absolutely love it. Thank you so much. Mark, how can the listeners find you on social media if they wanted your services how can they find you well um being in digital marketing I'm, I'm good at being found online if you just search for Mark <laughs> I come up one or two on every social media platform I'm, I'm verified on on social media platforms with a blue tick uh, or, or search for climb online on google and uh, use the pages on there to find me but thank you so much for having me on and to your listeners for listening as well 
thank you so much. All the links will actually go in the show notes anyway. Um, but thank you, Mark, so much. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until the next episode, bye for now. God bless. Thanks. Thank you.